Welcome to Millennials and Money Cafe, where we create events to empower, inspire, and motivate millennials to love, live, and matter. Hi, I'm Marilyn O'Malley, host of Millennials and Money Cafe, and I'm an empowerment coach uh, uh, for millennials and teach them how to remove their blocks to living their purpose and passions, as well as fall in love with themselves um, and their lives. And today I'm really happy to uh, introduce you to Lori Harder. Uh, Lori is a leading expert in the field of fitness, transformational work, mindfulness, and self-love. As a self-made millionaire, successful entrepreneur, network marketing professional, author, cover model, and three times fitness world champion, she offers a carefully curated set of practical tools to promote sustainable health, spiritual well-being, and financial freedom. Through her books, unique coaching methods, and programs, she has helped countless people connect with their soul, transform their bodies, empower their minds, gain financial independence, and fall in love with themselves and their lives. Throughout her career, Lori has regularly appeared on the covers of published article, published, published magazines um, such as Oxygen, Strong Fitness, Health and Fitness, and Prosper Magazine. She has also been featured on NBC, Fox, and TLC Networks. Welcome, Lori. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here, Marilyn. Well, I'm really happy to have you. And, and everybody, you can visit Lori's website where she's got all of her information and programs at uh, Lori, and that's L-O-R-I, Harder, H-A-R-D-E-R dot -E com. And so, Lori, if people were to go to your website, they would see this beautiful, fit, glowing um, woman um, with high energy and just love pouring out of her um, and, and wonder, like, oh, yeah, it's easy for you to say to feel good about who you are, be <laughs> fit, and because, you know, you look beautiful and you've got it all. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if you would share your story, how you got to this point. Mm, Marilyn, I truly, you know, I, I love bios. They're amazing. But as we were, as we were talking before, bios really are just about the highlights of everything that's happened. So for me, those accomplishments have happened over years and years, but it has, it hasn't been that way for me forever at all. Um, I want to just take you back to, uh, growing up and I'm from a really small town and I actually, um, used all of those accomplishments because for a long time I was not accomplished. I didn't, I literally did not finish anything until I was in my mid twenties. And I had this mantra in my head that I never finish anything. I would say that to myself over and over. I never finish anything. I don't even know why I start because I never finish anything. Um, I was raised in a really religious family. So I'm from a super small town. And in that town um, where my church was, there was only like two other girls my age. Uh, and I was also homeschooled through high school. So I actually led a very isolated um, life. And I didn't know what it was that I wanted to do. I had a lot of anxiety growing up. Um, and there just never was put um, you know, my parents never talked about college. There was never put any uh, pressure or um, any importance around basically education or really doing anything with your life outside of 
um, being basically like a preacher, a preacher's wife, which, you know, that, that is fantastic. That's great. But I knew that I had something in my heart that was, it hurt because I knew that there was more for me to do. I just didn't know what that was. And that hurt instead of paying attention to it in the beginning was actually causing me massive pain and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, that's really that massive pain and anxiety is really what led me to um, actually exercising because I was being made fun of in school because I also struggled with my weight. My whole family's overweight. Um, and ever since I can remember, I, I've only seen my mom and my sister and my aunts all be on diets. So I never really even learned the proper way to eat because it was either we were eating, you know, like lots of comfort food or we were on a diet. So it was like there was never this balance of in between and food was definitely a major social thing for my family. Um, you know, we celebrated with food. We ate when we were happy. We ate when we were sad. We ate when we were bored. We ate in between eating. We ate after dinner. We ate after the snack after dinner. Like we were constantly, it was what we did. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what I remember. Like we'd sit and watch TV, just eating and eating and snacking. And, um, and, and that's a really tough habit to break. So I was made fun of in school for my weight. Um, and I also watched my sister go through some super painful times cause she was four years older than me in, in school, like through, um, elementary and middle school. And I realized that maybe if I started exercising and, uh, dieting that I would stop getting made fun of because I just did not want, you know, it was initially it was to stop getting made fun of and, you know, try to get that body that would, that I thought would bring me happiness. And I noticed that as I was exercising, I felt better. I felt less anxiety. I was, um, realizing that I could kind of tap into this connection to something that felt like, you know, it was talking to me a little bit, God, higher power, source, whatever you want to call it. Um, I would feel more clear, more calm, more at peace. I could kind of hear what my soul was trying to tell me maybe about my purpose or, um, you know, it it was just amazing what was happening through exercising that really opened up this new idea of, wow, this, maybe this isn't just about exercise, uh, and fitness and looking good, but I didn't quite crack that code until, um, you know, my early twenties. So, but initially that's why I'd started it. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so, so not feeling good enough and, and all of those feelings of self-loathing and, 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 not wanting to be made fun of and trying to figure out, you know, how can I fit in rather than stand out negatively? Yes. Right. Right. Um, and so, and, and what I hear also is you're, you're sharing that you're, you're in your, when you started paying attention to yourself, you also started having, uh, more intuition, like mm, definitely more, what that 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 connection to to yourself and and to um others so um what what um what is it that brought you into the mindfulness about uh things cuz i really one of the things that i really love about the work that you do is um is about the mindset, changing mm-hmm. the mindset. And so you shared like one of the things that you kept saying, telling yourself was like, I never finish anything. And so of mm-hmm. course, you're never going to finish anything if that's what you believe. And so how did you come into, uh, you know, realizing, wow, what I'm thinking and what I'm mm-hmm. speaking and how I'm acting is creating my life, not the life is creating me. 
Well, it's funny how it came about because, um, you know, health, wellness, fitness was really what I thought was, you know, it was was making me feel much better. But then I was like, okay, I'll accomplish things around this. And I I think I'll do fitness competitions. And, you know, I'd I'd really love to win one of these after I was doing them for a while. And I thought, yes, okay, if I get on those magazine covers, if I I win those titles, people will finally start taking me seriously. Um, Because, you know, I struggled with that my whole life. Like, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. Like, what is going to be enough, right? Because I was believing that all things things were hinging on this body, this confidence or whatever I was going to get by finally finishing something, getting a title, um, you know, just achieving these things that I thought were it. And you know what? It, It was like, after all of this time, it took like six years of competing, which some people can go in and win right away. But for me, I know that I was meant to, um, these lessons were going to take a little bit longer for me. So uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh, ended up winning. Like I actually won, um, I, I made like world records in, in winning for this certain, uh, federation that I was competing in. Congratulations. And, oh, thank you so much. And you'd think that I would be extremely happy <laughs> after that, but it made me realize, you know, I remember going back up to my hotel room and it was like I had won three titles within a year and this was was the third one that I had won and basically I knew that after this third one I didn't want to go back after this because I had won the top of what I could win in this area and I knew that that was it for me. Like after that I would stop competing once I won this. That's what I had always said in my head. And so I got it and I went back to my, up to my room and I just bawled and bawled and bawled. And even though I was so happy when it happened and I so enjoyed the moment on stage and it was everything I thought it would be, it's like it was over. And mm-hmm. I realized up in my room, I, I looked at my husband, I was like through these just tears streaming down my face. I was like, I didn't even realize that this was all about the journey and the people that I was meeting and how can I go back and like savor all of that because now I'm not going to get it anymore like now I don't get to connect every year and see my teammates and and go through the ups and the downs and the wins and that like it was such an emotional moment of you Mm. ding dong like (laughs) without trying to like you know sabotage myself and saying that but this was it was the moment when I realized you can be climbing and climbing the ladder and get to the top and realize it's been against the wrong wall the entire time. And for me, that's what happened. It was like, why couldn't I, it's not that I didn't enjoy parts of the journey for sure, but I just put everything on the outcome and the outcome is fleeting. And it's the in between moments that are so magical and so special. Like right now, like whether you have these huge accomplishments and goals that you're that you want to get done and you feel like you'll never get done or you feel like in order to be happy you have to have them it's like those are fantastic to aim for but what's even better is enjoying watching your growth and how you're growing and how you're feeling and all of the opportunities to expand and forgive and love and i know that sounds crazy right now to some people but that is where the magic is is when you can just be in the in between and that's been really a a huge focus for me right now and there's a word that literally I'm I'm like obsessed with right now it's it's equanimity and it is to basically just be okay like find the the calm the balance the um serenity in the chaos or in in the highs right so in the highs and the lows so whatever's coming into your space is not getting too high on the highs and too low on the lows because it was like 
as I started accomplishing, you get high. Yeah. It's like a high. Yeah. And then when that wasn't happening all the time, I was just waiting for the next hit of what am I going to do next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Well, they're so quick and they're so fast that all of a sudden you feel like a crazy person. And then you get into this energy of desperation and accomplishments soon become not enough. And you push everyone away and, um, you know, you can't figure out what's going to make you happy. And I think I see a lot of that living in LA mm -hmm. and especially on social media. Okay. Oh, I just put out this post. Okay. A thousand likes. Oh my yeah. gosh. When can I get more? Or what else right. can I do? Who else can look at me? Who else can say I'm beautiful? Yeah. Who, el who else can say I'm great? And it's a high. Yes, so it's, it's like, a, it's a adrenaline addiction mm -hmm. and it actually becomes an addiction. Absolutely. Um, so I found that I was completely addicted to accomplishments, um, to having people pay attention to me because I had never had that before. And of yeah. course, we all want to feel significant and loved. Yeah. But if we're hinging on that, oh, man, it's it's like a really tough crash on the other side. And I got to experience it multiple times. Yeah. Um, so now that's when the mindset piece really came in is you know what? I want to find peace right now. I want to find happiness right now. I want to choose happiness right now. What are the things that, you know, why am I going after these accomplishments? What am I yearning to feel? And I realize there's many other ways to feel that feeling that isn't just accomplishments. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what really got me into the mindset piece is showing people that there's so many beautiful things you can do every day to get into a place of gratitude, happiness, peace, love, um, that doesn't need outside, uh, you know, like outside external things to get you to that place. We can do it ourselves internally and also connecting uh, to our soul, connecting back to source, connecting back to God. So we have beautiful tools to do that every single day. It's just learning about them. Right, right. And so for those people who are um, always comparing themselves to other people on social media in a way that is, that is, pulling them down, that is um, adding to their um, uh, self-degradation um, that is, you know, where it keeps them critical and, and thinking they're not enough, they're not good enough. Um, what would you say to them? What, what, let's give them a, a step or two to, to take um, so that they can start changing their mindset and, and, and really looking at this and, so using social media in a positive way to help them aspire to who loving themselves even more. Well, I think I, uh, like I was saying, I think boundaries are very important. Um, and I know on a prior conversation you and I had had, it was just talking about how, um, when we judge other people. So when we're on social media and we find that we are judging people, right, whether it's good or bad or whatever it is, it's, it's really saying that when we look at another human being, male or female, that we are supposed to measure ourselves against them. How crazy is that? Yeah. I mean, that's truly what a judgment in our thought is saying because we were raised hearing other people judge people. And um, instead of seeing and really attempting to see the beauty in everyone, whether they drive you crazy or it's a negative post or it's another picture where she needs attention or he needs attention and it's making you cuckoo, it's like, 
Okay, well, you either have to choose to unfollow, get off, or see that person for what it is that they need or that they're mirroring you. Sometimes I'll sometimes I'll look at women and I'm like, really? I mean, do you really need that much attention? And, and then I go, why am I saying this? Like, mm. is that it's because I'm recognizing the need for me to want to have attention as well. Mm. And it's just she's reflecting it back at me. Because if I didn't mind at all, I'd be like, okay, cool, whatever. Do you, Girl, you do you. And... <laughs> So for me, it's like, I'm either going to appreciate people or I'm going to, you know, get them out of my view until I can, or I'm going to block or I'm going to get off. Like when I start to notice I feel bad, get off there. And I know it's an addiction, but you have to break it. Like you have to just be like, I'm noticing that I'm judging. I'm noticing that I'm getting stuck in this spiral and I want to choose differently. I always say things out, even out loud to myself. You might be in Starbucks and sound crazy. That's perfect. (laughs) But I, I want to see this person differently or I want to feel differently because it's an acknowledgement and a choice in that moment. So it's become such a part of our lives that we also have to realize that we always have a choice in the matter. So if you're feeling like crap because you've been on social media all day, it's time to get out and go do something that makes you feel good. And what is that that makes you feel good? What is that that reconnects you back to your soul, um, back to God, back to source, whatever? What is that? You have to know those tools um, and you have to have empowering thoughts that you're ready to replace. So for me, if I start thinking negatively or I notice that I'm standing in the mirror a little too long, starting to mentally pick at myself, I'm like, nope, I love you. And I walk away. Sometimes I'll kiss the mirror. I'm not even kidding because it's such a, it's such an empowering thing to just say, no, do something that's so opposite of what you're thinking right now and then walk away. So I have my stuff ready, right? If I notice I'm going to just go straight to picking on my thighs or whatever it is, I'm like, nope, I love you thighs. You're amazing. Thanks for carrying me today. (laughs) And I walk away. Because that stuff doesn't go away. It doesn't matter if you're a fitness model. It doesn't matter what happens. It's like our thoughts are our reality. So I want to choose thoughts that empower me. That's it. And end of story. Because it's like we can fall in love with ourselves in a thought and we can fall in hate with ourselves in a thought. So what are you going to what are you going to make sure is your default? Because right now, if hate is your habit, that's going to stay there. But you need to start choosing love to make that your habit. And it's like it will give you an entirely new perspective and purpose on life. Yes. And, and a new energy. One of the things I do is how can I love myself more right now? Oh, uh, I love that. And so it's like, you know, do I need to exercise? Do I need to take a nap? Do I need to talk to a friend? Do do I mm. need a bath or a swim in the ocean or whatever it is? But um, it's like, or do or. I need to change that thought. I, have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. How can I love myself more right now? That's super powerful. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. But I did, I've done the same thing where I've, I, and I think, I think all of us to really fall in love with ourselves more deeply, you know, that it, we need to come to, um, it would, would, there's a saying, come to Jesus, right? And so it's like mm-hmm. looking in the mirror and, and telling yourself you love yourself and mm-hmm. seeing the source in you, your connection to everything. And, and, um, um, but, but no matter what, it's like seeing the deeper self, seeing that, that, that 
child that was born that is worthy, that little girl who is good enough and never was not good enough. And, Mm -hmm. and no matter, you know, and, and seeing the cellulite as a woman or the wrinkles on the face and, Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, those are marks of my journey, you know, Mm. those are, are, and, and if, and we can be better, you know, there's, there's no, but it's like, yeah, that's, that's where you've come from. And like you said, being in the moment, in the, on this journey, you know, appreciating, yes, I'm this right now. And I'm aspiring um, um, to, you know, go further. Yes. I yes. love that. Yeah. Do you, why don't you share? Um, well, two things. One of the things I want to say, uh, I loved your, um, what do you call them? Vlogs? Vlogs? Uh, yes. The, the creating mental space. I highly recommend mm-hmm. that everybody go to uh, Lori Harder's website at loriharder.com and her last vlog um, is creating mental space. And I really, I think that's a very powerful uh, blog that she has there um, talking about um, how you've got to let go of some things in order to create new things in your life. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so along the, the, what we were just talking about mindset, correct? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, I, I think it's so important because we don't realize how much uh, real estate we are taking up with negative thoughts. So when people are like, you know, I want to go work out, but I just don't have the energy at the end of the day. Well, there's a lot of ways we can create energy within our lives or, you know, I want to work out, but I just, oh, I don't know. It's so hard, right? Well, I can guarantee all of the people who are saying that right now um, is because they are carrying so much weight on their back every day or taking up so much space in their mind that's draining your energy from negative thoughts or stories or we're reliving the past over and over. And whenever we do that, it's draining your energy. So right now, um, just a quick way that you can realize that is... um, uh, you can think a positive thought. Think of the best thought right now. Think of something that makes you happy, like make your soul smile, put a smile on your face. Who is it? Is it, you know, thinking about something fun that you did, your best friend, your boyfriend, your husband, your um, cousin, your mom, whoever it is that makes you so happy. Think of them right now and feel how lifted you feel. Feel your face, feel your soul, feel your body. And then if you think of something negative, immediately let something come in. It's like your eyes go down, your body goes down, your energy goes down, you don't feel good. You're like, wow, it's so heavy. You can't go do all these great things that you want to do in that second energy. Okay, let's bring it back up. I don't want to keep you down there. Um, <laughs> let's think of that good thing again. Right, right. Um, but you can see that in an instant. I, yes. I actually noticed this because when I was uh, really working out all the time, I would notice that a, a thought would come in and just hit me upside the head like something negative. Yeah. And I, the weight would feel heavy. My body yeah. would feel heavy and I'd want to leave. Yeah. I'd want to leave the gym. And then I was like, whoa, yeah. we can't get anything done in the space of self-loathing or thinking negative thoughts or digging into our stories or why did I say that? Or why did she say that? Or I'm going to show her or whatever that is. It's like all of that stuff is actually robbing you of really, really um, p- 
powerful energy that you could be using to do something huge in the world, to fulfill your purpose, to pay it forward, to give back. So whenever those thoughts come in, I literally... Um, I forgive the thought because we're all human. Um, you know, I, I love A Course in Miracles, so I literally say things out loud like, uh, I forgive this negative thought. I notice this negative thought. I choose to see it differently. And then I put in an empowering thought. So yeah. otherwise, I'm just, I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to be able to make it through my day. Yeah. And that's all reprogramming your mind. Yes. So um, I, a lot of times I'll say delete. Uh, you know, yes. I'll be walking down the street and I'm like, oh, did she look in the mirror today? And I'll go, oh, delete, delete. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go, yes. delete, I love you. I love you. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I do. I'm like, nope, love you, love you, love you, love you. You're amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll do that to myself, too. Yeah. Like, oh, like awesome. Saying, I'll be I love like, it. oh, my God. Oh, no, wait, I love you. Yes. yes. You're so fabulous. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> All right. Why don't you, um, since we've got everybody in a in a higher energy now, talk about your bliss project and um, how people what what that's about and and uh, if they want to join, uh, um, that's coming up, I believe. But I think you have some other stuff related to that too. So the bliss project is is um one of my favorite weekends of the whole year. It actually sold out in a month this year. <gasps> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited about that. So we sold over 300 spots in a month and it was and I know that it's because so this is its fourth year. Oh. It's my fifth bliss project but fourth year of doing it. Uh -huh. Um and I think, you know, it takes a while for things to catch on. Like yeah. I normally I sell I literally am, am uh, selling tickets until a month beforehand and it's not till March. So we're like six months in advance. And I know that that's because um, I, I just want to point out how long things take to like, you know, really catch on. Cause the first two, three years I was hustling hard yeah. to fill seats. I yeah. mean, hustling. Yeah. So, you know, be patient. <laughs> it takes time. And then all of a sudden you don't even realize it, realize it. And you're like, Oh my gosh, it's happening. Yeah. So, um, you know, four, four years later, what'll this be the, the fifth year? So, um, I believe, yeah, I think so. Yeah, congratulations. Just, just now. Oh, thank you so much. But it, it's a, it's a women's empowerment weekend. Um, and it is, so make sure if you want to go next year that you get on the waiting list. Um, so it's a women's empowerment weekend and it's all about busting uh, through the stories and the blocks and really just learning how to, uh, like we were chatting about, reprogram your mind and connecting you to a tribe of women that is so strong and powerful and all about love. So they learn all this stuff too. So it's like no judgment zone and it's about really having that support and having that tribe because, you know, I did a lot of this alone and it was not easy and I will yes. never do it alone again. Yes. And, you know, in order to really get to the places I want and the in feelings that I've wanted to feel it was with people it wasn't until later when I really opened myself up to people and I know that can be scary and of course you can get hurt but I will continue to do it and I'll continue to get hurt if I have to for it because it's all worth it so um, that's really what it's all about is connecting you to that tribe knowing that you have that support you don't have to go through it alone so a lot of women come there alone and then all of a sudden they leave with 300 amazing friends that they know they could reach out to at any given point. So that's pretty powerful. That's very powerful. And you know what? I it, uh, intuitively, I get here, you, the, the, you, you are the preacher. I have your church. You finally have your church. I do. And it's so, it's so beautiful because when I'm up there, I'm like, oh, 
My gosh, I'm so grateful to be used in this way. It's what I know that I was put on the planet for. So yeah, it's that big thing that you thought as a little girl. Yeah, absolutely. And all the things that you had to go through. So Lori, I know you need to run and and I need to run. And you have just been such a blessing um, on this call and very inspiring and motivating. And and everybody go check out her her uh, website. And you can also follow her on, follow her on uh, Instagram and Facebook under uh, Lori Harder. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and thank you. Uh, we'll, thank we'll talk you. again. I have a feeling we'll do this again. Oh, uh, thank you. I appreciate your time. And, and thank you, everybody, uh, for listening and sharing. And if you, if you really appreciate this, please share this with your friends and, and family uh, so that we can help spread the word about that you, you're not limited, that you're here to um, uh transform and live your purpose and your passions and live in joy and uh if if we do this all together you're not alone if we do this together we can we can make wonderful things happen so that we all love live and matter and so you can follow me on on uh coachmarilyn.com or i mean coach Marilyn on facebook and instagram and youtube etc and also go to Marilyn O'Malley dot com and to living loving and mattering thank you for listening and again please share and thank you Lori for your time and your wisdom and your beautiful love that you're sharing Mm. in the world Mm, thank you